This podcast was created to educate listeners on the experiences of diverse individuals. However, all opinions expressed by the host or guests do not reflect the overall standing of Tarleton Radio or Tarleton State University. and welcome to Making Space a Diversity Dialogue. I'm your host Cole and this is a bi-weekly podcast where together we'll have questions answered about socially sensitive topics while learning how to create lasting relationships with diverse people. Over the past year and a half many folks are struggling with mental health and mental health illness like anxiety and depression even though we've heard about these things before. Um, since the 2020 pandemic this conversation of mental health has really been brought to light once again. In this episode, I really wanted to get a general overview of mental health while diving a little bit into what people are dealing with um, since COVID-19 and the quarantine. To help me out today is Director of Student Counseling Services here on Tarleton State's campus, Dr. Brenda Faulkner. Hello. Hi, Cole. How are you doing today? (laughs) Doing pretty good. We were talking a little bit before the show. Um, can Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I am a three-time graduate of Tarleton State University. Wow. My undergraduate degree is in government, not as glamorous as political (laughs) science. Yeah, right. It goes back. But, uh, and then my graduate degree is in uh, guidance and counseling. Mm -hmm. And then my doctorate is in education, leadership, and policy studies. You went uh, for a big switch there from your bachelor's <laughs> to your graduate. Well, you would think. It's not so big a switch, though, because government has a lot to do with policies. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're constantly watching uh, the legislative session to see what kind of laws are going to be put into place that we're going to mm-hmm. have to provide services for or to or mm-hmm. because of those particular mm, bills have been put into place. And mm-hmm. so so it's not that far a stretch. And if you talk about my doctorate in education, leadership, and policy studies, that just kind of goes back to to the government. And so it, I kind of kind of went full circle. Okay. It took me a little bit of time to get my undergraduate degree. And, um, That's okay. So That's yeah, okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Take as long as you need. I always tell my friends. Well, it takes the time that it takes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that just keeps, it feels like it keeps going up. Now it's four, now it's six, you know. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Two, four, six, eight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we're going to start off with some vocabulary. And uh, what I did was I took a few vocabulary words associated with mental health. And I wrote a little little bits about what I thought they meant. And then we can kind of discuss where... Maybe I, I <laughs> didn't quite get it right, and then we can we can talk about it a little bit sure. further. All right, the first one is just mental health. And I put down uh, psychological health, healthy self-talk, and healthy identity. What are your thoughts about that? Well, certainly you want to look at it. I mean, in the business, <laughs> we <laughs> talk about the biopsychosocial model. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and really mental health is about pulling it all together, and so your mind, body, and spirit is kind of as close to one as possible, Mm -hmm. and so when we get out of balance with one or the other, or the other, since there's three of them, (laughs) then then that's where some things come in. Um, Mental illness sometimes um, weighs real heavy on the biological perspective of it, Mm -hmm. and so you have chemicals out of balance, chemicals out of balance in your brain, and and um, things are just not working. Um, you think about 
your thoughts, your behaviors, your physiology, and your emotions, and how they all kind of balance to help you be as productive mm-hmm. and I'm going to say happy <laughs> as you possibly can be. It makes sense. The happiness there. I've always definitely pictured mental health as a isolated thing, but it sounds like it's not. Definitely not. No, I don't <laughs> I don't think that that it's isolated at all. Of because if it were isolated then being in isolation like we've been in a pandemic. Oh, yes. You know, it wouldn't be a problem. Sense. You're right. You're but right. we found out that it was. Exactly. All right, we're going to move on to the next one, and that is mental illness. So I put down uh, psychological illness disorders of the brain. That's what I had. I don't know if that's right at all, but. Okay, mental mental illness, and I like to refer to being in a state of mental health. Okay. And so just using mental health, mental health concerns, we even try to shy away from disorders anymore, although the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual that we use to, we don't don't do diagnosis, but the greater field uses to diagnose uh, Mm -hmm. conditions, disorders, will refer to disorders. I like to think mental health conditions, either you're in balance or you're out of balance. And so it's all about uh, whether we're, I mean, if you go back to the emotional part of it, happy, sad, mad, glad, angry, mm-hmm. you, you know, you look at those perspectives, then, you know, uh, because a lot of the time, most people have 25% of the population about has anxiety mm-hmm. and or depression. Right. And so anxiety, we have good anxiety, which is you stress gets us up in the morning, mm-hmm. makes us drive, gives us motivation. Right, you need helps to do this thing, right? Y- yes, help you do well on tests. You have to have that little bit of anxiety, so it gives you that motivation. And then, you know, we have, we slip on over into distress, mm-hmm. and um, stress protects us, right. and so we have that fight or flight mm-hmm. or freeze, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and so you have those conditions to where your body goes, am I in danger? Do I need to get out of danger? And then sometimes it goes into hyperdrive. Am I in danger? No, but I could be in danger. And danger may just be around the corner. And right. maybe this is dangerous right now. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes our thoughts kind of get connected to our emotions, that fear. Mm-hmm. And so then we're thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm in trouble. I'm in right. distress relate to that for <laughs> sure. And, and a lot of people, a lot of people can. And so sometimes when students, students, people, I speak of students, I speak of clients, right, right. you know, they are, got it kicked in all the time. They're always in fight or flight. And that usually results as a result of some kind of traumatic experience that they're mm-hmm. always having to protect themselves. Right. And so, um, so stress can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing Mm -hmm. and you know it's just getting that balance right right getting the balance down and so we'll talk mostly later when we get into the questions then we'll kind of rethink not mental illness but mental conditions and health conditions all right okay i think i can go with that (laughs) all right um the next one is going to be self-care and I said doing activities to create a healthy mind. Yes. And 
and self-care is very important for everybody certainly it's been important uh in the past year and a half Mm -hmm. to be able to provide your mind body and soul with what you need when everything has been so out of balance right so you'd say trying to get back into balance is what self-care is yes yes i would for me after i've had a tough day my self-care it's really very simple it's really very cheap (laughs) Um, yeah that's important especially (laughs) if you're talking about students yeah and and so we live about 18 miles outside of dublin and um so when i've had a very stressful day Mm -hmm. i'll stop at the dairy queen get a a single ice cream cone dollar 62 and my kids are all grown now so i don't have to share it with anybody (laughs) and so it's all me it's all mine i can eat it all i can throw it out the window and then as i'm driving home we live on a dirt road and so as i leave the pavement it just kind of drops down real subtle i mean it's not like a big drop right maybe a half inch maybe an inch and it's like okay everything's out the window the ice cream cone's done i'm happy i'm in my happy place and now i can go home and do my home things Mm -hmm. that i love to do oh that's that sounds really nice so just establishing that routine that's Mm -hmm. that's good self-care um i think we already covered down here i was going to talk about anxiety and depression but we kind of already we already talked about that a little bit anxiety being that stress and almost that fight or flight thing happening Um, but then depression we didn't really get to i wrote down the feeling of hopelessness being numb or sad emotions and that's a pretty good definition right there um depression uh, you know if you're uh depressed i studied under william glasser Okay. And choice theory and reality therapy. Mm-hmm. And for him, everything was a choice and everything you did was a verb. Okay. So depressing. The right. hard one is anxiety. <laughs> and so if any of the English instructors are listening to this, that's just classic. It's, <laughs> not, it's not me. But every, every condition that's referenced, um, you know, uh, but depressing is one of those. Uh, choosing now some people don't adhere to that theory mm-hmm. but glasser said that everything we do is a choice all we can do is behave and that behavior is driven by five basic needs mm-hmm. and that's love and belonging power fun freedom and survival okay and so the survival goes back to the, the, the fight or, or flight. flight right yeah and okay. so once we you know and and we are moving in and out always moving in and out of trying to meet one of those needs Mm -hmm. and he also said that the most the thing that results in us being choosing to depress or depressing or anxiety is because of relationships and relationships our relationships are out of balance of course especially right now yeah it all goes out of that yeah 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 okay um i think we're gonna jump to the questions now and get a little bit deeper into these topics we talked a little bit about the stress and eustress versus distress causing a lot of problems, but what would you say really causes mental health conditions or negative mental health conditions? I don't know that there is a particular cause. Okay. I think it it's it's kind of like um, the weather forecaster lately. <laughs> saying <laughs> that we have a circular motion yeah. that all of the conditions are lead to 
So I think that that as far as causing uh, mental health conditions or even um, uh, severe mental illness, that's a term from National Institute of Mental Health, um, is that one thing gets out of whack Mm -hmm. and while we're trying to get that one thing back into whack, something else falls out of it. So it, it's kind of like, uh, and I'm going to date myself, there used to be an expression, falls apart like a cheap suit. I've heard that before. You know, so having been around for seven decades, it's um, <laughs> kind of sometimes kind of difficult to use sayings like that because there are people are looking at and go, what are you talking about? But anyway, yes, and, yes. and so sometimes we just fall apart because we're not doing enough self-care because we're not getting enough sleep, because we're not eating properly, and because the relationships in our lives are not strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that answer the question? Yes. Okay. Yes. There's not one. There's not one cause to any sort of negative mental health condition or severe mental health illness. Yeah. It just kind of piles on. It it kind of piles on. Now sometimes there are some biological reasons mm-hmm. for it. Sometimes heredity. Sometimes, because we do have some conditions that that lead itself more from heredity, depression is one of them, mm-hmm. and and the prevalence rate for depression is, like I said, about eighteen to twenty five percent of the population, and that's based upon people who go for treatment. Right. That's not talking about people who don't even just walk around the street going, mm-hmm. "I'm depressing." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What signs should people look for, rather? Uh, to know that they need to work on their mental mental health, more self-care. Okay, a lot of times when we're stuck mm-hmm. in whatever it is that we're stuck in, we're stuck. And so us being able to see that we're in not so healthy a state is sometimes really difficult. And so sometimes we have to depend on the people around us. And, um, but... Uh, we used to do, uh, in psychology, we used to have a, a pr- uh, an assessment, and it was a general assessment of function. And so we would do that with clients come in. You know, okay. are they working? Are you going to school? Do you have healthy relationships? Mm-hmm. Are you eating well? Are you sleeping right, well? Right. And then as you slip down the scale, mm, I'm not going into work. I can't sleep at night. Uh, no, I'm not hungry. I don't want anything to eat. Um, no, I haven't been out with friends lately. And so it falls a little bit further down the scale. Okay. And, and so that's a probably a pretty good indication. Personally, if you're not doing the things that you ordinarily do that bring you happiness and fulfillment, then that might throw a bit of a red flag. Okay. Okay. Just kind of having, listening to other people who are around you and then also taking that self-check every now and again like are you doing are you getting that ice cream cone every every time you go are you you know are in your happy place during that time or not what are some treatments that um that you would see for those types of mental health conditions whether that be anxiety or depression well and and there are a multitude of theories that we have out there, some very good theorists, um, and I mean, and Glasser's one of them, and I and I use Glasser because it's personal responsibility, mm-hmm. it's reflection, it has to do with relationships, which we all have those or don't, which might lead to 
mental health right. distress. <laughs> and and so, you know, Freud, way back when, said the talking cure was the best. And nobody can has, has been able to challenge. They challenged him on a lot of things, but they didn't challenge him on the fact that the talking cure. Because a lot of times when you keep it in your head, mm-hmm. you keep talking to yourself, man, right. I should be better, man, I shouldn't be doing this, man, this is not good for me. And you keep hearing, you keep agreeing with yourself, or sometimes we are in denial about things that are not where they need to be. Mm-hmm. But to say it out loud to somebody else, whether it's a friend or a colleague or a professional counselor, to say it out loud and then to have somebody repeat that back to you. So you're saying that y- you haven't had a shower in three days? Uh, you know, and that's mm. just it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and like, no, I haven't had a shower in three days. That's not like me. So that's not like you at all? No, I usually get up and take a shower, and I have to have my hair washed every day. Mm-hmm. But it just hadn't been happening lately. Oh, okay. So so the things that you ordinarily did, you're not doing right now. And, and so to hear somebody else say what you've been doing over and over and over again, that's how we help people get unstuck. Okay. To be able to recognize those things in themselves. Right. A little bit of eye-opening in yes, a way. Yes. Uh, a, a light turned on, essentially. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Now, there are other treatments. Of course, we can go to medication. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge proponent of medication, but I have seen it work miracles in some people's lives. Mm-hmm. And certainly um, when medication came out in the fifth psychotropic medication came out in the 50s, mm-hmm. um, it, it came with a disclaimer. Take this medication along with seeing a professional. Okay. And somewhere along the way, we lost the seeing a professional because... Just, like, take the medication. Yeah, because mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals companies don't make money on the treatment mm. of the talking cure. <laughs> right, right, of course. <laughs> they want their cure to be the cure. Mm-hmm. And, and it takes a combination of both. Okay, that, that answers my next question, which is um, uh, talking about can mental health um, or mental conditions be cured? Um, there is, we, we teach a class, it's called Mental Health First Aid. Okay. And, um, and in that, it says that there's always hope mm-hmm. and there's and change is always possible. It may not be big changes, but as far as saying, yes, there's a cure. We've known about cancer for decades now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've known about COVID for a year. Yep. And we have a vaccine, but we don't have a cure because it takes on so many different facets. Sure. And when somebody has experienced mental health conditions, um, disorders, illness, um, for an extended period of time, it takes quite a while to kind of dig your way out of it. Mm-hmm. So a cure, maybe not. A way to live with it, absolutely. Mm. A way to better it. You know? Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. To, to decrease the symptoms, mm-hmm. to get up, to get out of bed, to take a shower, to wa- shampoo your hair, to go out, to be a part of society, go to a job, go to class, be around friends, you know, because right. regardless of whether you've been 
diagnosed with a condition mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whether you're on medication, we're all going to be up and down to different levels. You know, right. I'm, uh, you might not have guessed, but I'm an extrovert. <laughs> and, you know, and I love being around people. I love right. traveling. But there are just some times when energy is gone. Mm-hmm. And I am ready to go home after the ice cream. Yes. You know, <laughs> I don't do that every night now because, you know, temperance and all things. <laughs> but um, but when it's been a rough day, that's my self-care. Right. And so I'll pop me a bag of popcorn, get on Netflix, find a movie. Mm-hmm. Usually, strangely enough, one with a lot of suspense. So my, my heart rate <laughs> keeps going. So I feel, you know, yeah. alive and, and just sit there and do nothing. You know, the first couple of days of the um, ice apocalypse. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I'm like, I think I'm in heaven. <laughs> and then yeah, when the electricity went off and the water went off mm. and the cow started bawling, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> for for listeners, um, at the well, at the, the time frame of this recording, a couple months ago we had in Texas, we had a big freeze and everyone was snowed in and iced in. So that, that's what <laughs> Dr. Faulkner is talking about. There was a time where all we all you really could do um, if you had electricity was to maybe watch something that was on a streaming service if you had internet or just sit around with yourself. <laughs> and and even cooking, we had to, well, we won't go into that because, woo, that was a process in and of itself. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so there is a lot of, or, or it's getting better, I will say it's getting better, but there is kind of a stigma centered around mental health and mental health conditions because they're not visible and so a lot of people discount them a little bit well of course everyone goes through that or you know you can just you know get over it suck it Mm -hmm. up or something like that so what advice would you give people who are dealing with that maybe internal denial and how what advice would you give to them because it's invisible because no one else can see it well maybe it's just maybe it's just me overreacting well, as much as I don't care for math, you have to look at the numbers. And here we here's me. Uh, <laughs> let's look at the science. You know, right, right. <laughs> how many times have we heard that in the past year? But mm, but y- you know, when you have that mental dialogue going on, going, uh, you know, or somebody is telling you, just get over it. Sometimes you can't, mm-hmm. and and it it might take a little bit. Again, there's hope that you can learn to live with it, that you can maybe work with some medication and get to feeling better. What advice would you give folks dealing with um, the kind of stigma related to mental health? Okay, and so everybody was on the edge of their seat waiting to get the answer, and then I forgot what the question was. But the stigma of mental health is passing. Mm Mm-hmm. When you have one in four people in a room Mm -hmm. that have experienced some kind of mental health concerns, Mm -hmm. that kind of makes it real. Right. And so one in four, one in five haven't had or are now experiencing anxiety but have learned how to live with it. One in four or five have had depression 
to the extent that they couldn't leave their house. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even gotten to um, the more severe conditions. Right. And um, because the prevalence for those are, you know, 0.3%. Mm-hmm. There's not, but depression and anxiety, we live with it individually, we live with it as a society, we live with it as a world. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I think that we, what I would say is to know that there's help out there. Mm-hmm. There's help available. It's becoming more and more um, uh, cost effective. Certainly now that almost everything is online. Oh, sure. Distance counseling is online. And I will say all you have to do is get on better help, whether you've got insurance or not. And they're online 24-7. It doesn't matter. There's somebody out there. There's all kinds of crisis lines uh, that you can contact. So there's help available for you, but seeking help, I think, is the key. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Um, let's get into a little more um, quarantine and pandemic focused. I know. Everybody goes, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, again, listeners, at the time of this recording, it's it's 2021. We've just gotten through sort of most of the restrictions. Um from the COVID-19 pandemic, we've had the big quarantine. There's still, there's definitely still stuff out there we're really worried about. But asking you, Dr. Faulkner, um, following quarantine and the pandemic, what are some things you're really seeing people struggle with now? I think, I think the thing that people are struggling most with right now is the isolation and separateness from other people we're social yeah as humans we need to be around people I know that um, certainly teaching a class and being on zoom and being in meetings and not being able to have just the least little bit of contact much Mm -hmm. less hugging um, oh yeah yeah, yeah uh, both both my parents are vaccinated, so am I now. So I think I hugged my dad for the first time this past week, this past weekend. That's and it crazy. brings you to it brings you to tears. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it brought me to tears the first time I I went and hugged my mom because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen her in uh, about six months because I just I was I mean the campus was a scary place. Oh yeah, and I and it I was. think that I think that there's a lot of fear there. Yes, and, and I think that that was the thing. We didn't know what it was. We didn't know how to deal with it. We didn't know how to address it. We didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. All it, all we knew was that it was sending people to the hospital and people were dying. Mm-hmm. And so, and and death and dying is the number one fear oh, yeah. of everybody. Number two is speaking in front of a microphone. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and so, but... Well, you're doing that one right now, so... <laughs> and, um, and so... Having that fear and that anxiety, and then after three months and after six months and after nine months and now a year, a year and a half later, and it's mm-hmm. still kind of lingering, and ooh, can we wear a mask? Can we not wear a mask? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I have a relationship with somebody? How do I have a new relationship with somebody? I mean, this mm-hmm. takes it to a whole different level. Have you been vaccinated? Are you going to get vaccinated? Should you get vaccinated? What's the vaccination going to do? Mm-hmm. 
and and so I think that level of anxiety and and almost to the level of trauma that we've been traumatized by this virus that no one can control and nobody knows what it's going to do and nobody knows the side effects of anything Mm -hmm. and so living in that unknown producing that fear and that anxiety I think that that's probably what has come most is is number one the isolation but number two that fear of you know where do we go from here and what happens if it happens again and it comes back even stronger no, not to send anybody into a panic, <laughs> and it's not coming back stronger, okay? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so breathe with me real yes. quickly. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and so, so it was just always a constant thing, mm-hmm. and, and that's what trauma does, is that it's always there. It's always a pervasive fear. It's always a threat, and, but at the same time, now we have the vaccine, uh, we just told yesterday that masks are no more. They are right, unnecessary. Right, right. You know, we have the vaccine. People are getting vaccinated. And so, but this, but then with somebody that struggles from mental health, where's my vaccine? Where's my mask? Where's my mm-hmm. cure, if you will? We talked right, about that. Exactly. You know, how do I get past this? You know, COVID I'm not afraid of. Anxiety at this level scares me to death. Mm-hmm. How do you suggest people start moving on from that? Um, from, uh, like you said, just yesterday, from from the time of this recording, we learned that mass restrictions are lifting. Um, it's it's seeming to go to some semblance of normalcy, going back to what we did pre-pandemic, the before times, as I like to call them. Um, where. Where do where do people who are struggling during that time go now? Are are we seeing people going back to normal completely, or is what what do you do? Well, and and we've talked that we talk about this a lot um, with my peers. And now we don't ha- we don't have a normal mm. anymore. Right, it's completely different. And and I'm a huge proponent of change is good. But sometimes you may have to talk to somebody about, was it good for you? Mm. You know, was change, has this change in the past year and a half been good for you? I spent the past year and a half trying to find COVID silver linings. Mm. And, um, and they have been few and far between. But what it has done is it's made us look at how we interact with everybody. It's made us shown us that it is important that we have relationships it is important that we have people in our lives it is important that we can all get along and that we can cooperate for a common goal those Mm -hmm. things are still important and and maybe you know for me that's the silver lining is that it showed us where the waste was Mm -hmm. it showed us that we can do things beyond things that we ever thought we could do and we can do it on a dime we can stop and we can get an email that says, okay, everything you've been doing for the past 26 years, you now have to do it online. Do it different right now. <laughs> yeah, do it different <laughs> right now. And so within 48 hours, mm-hmm. 
everybody around the world right. adjusted. So we can't adjust to adversity. We can't adjust to trauma. We can't adjust to the unknown. Mm-hmm. We don't have to like it. <laughs> but I know a lot of people didn't like uh, it. <laughs> but a lot of people don't like Brussels sprouts That's either. True. And it's on a menu now. You know, <laughs> it's an eight ninety five appetizer on a menu. So, y- you know, we adjust. We learn to like Brussels sprouts. And, uh, and, and I think that that's what COVID gave us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, m- maybe COVID gave us humanity back. Because it's opened up the world mm. to everything that could possibly be bad that could happen in the past 18 months. And here we are, and we're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And that's what mental health is. It's some people, you know, from the age of two to the age of 60, they always have that, that one little thing that w- sometimes it's a nagging little thing, and sometimes it's a big, hairy thing. And, um, and that's a reference to Collins' work, oh. Good to Great. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just thought I needed to explain that. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but to, to be able to look at something that was so devastating and was so harmful and to see that we still can have reality shows. We <laughs> still can see yeah. our families. We still can be cautious and careful and considerate. And we can go on. We can go on after this. We can go on. Yeah. All right. Uh, what what advice would you give? I I mean, like you said, we we don't have a semblance of normal anymore. But talking about mental health again and mental health conditions, what advice would you give employers and teachers dealing with employees and students suffering from mental illness, especially now, or mental conditions? <laughs> Um, National Institute uh, for um, Mental Health calls it um, mental illness. So, you know, it, it's just a little bit more comfortable for oh, me sure. to. Oh, sure. No, that's, you know, that's what we're looking tr- for. Those trying, to re- trying to remove the stigma. Yes, exactly. And so, what I would tell the employer, the faculty member, the um, teacher, the parent, the mm-hmm. child, You just have to have patience. You have to have understanding. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, to say it's a phase, they'll get over it, they'll go through it, it'll pass, it may not. So having that compassion caring heart, compassionate caring heart, and that understanding and that patience, and, and to be able to say to somebody, a friend, a child, a coworker, y- you know you don't you're not acting like you usually do. Mm. You're not yourself. Can I help? And they may say, "Oh no, I'm fine." But at least you've acknowledged it. At least it's been recognized. At least it's out there. And so to give that impetus to get help, uh, I, I know that um, about 20 years ago children started misbehaving in the classroom Mm. and immediately the diagnosis was oh 
ADHD, ADD. Get them some medication. Well, the thing about that is, and all of those disclaimers on all the commercials as we're watching reality TV mm-hmm. for the past 19 months, I- you know, all of those side effects and all of those disclaimers and how do you know you're allergic to something if you've never taken it? If you're allergic to Pascali, <laughs> right? please do not take it. Well, okay. <laughs> I didn't know I was allergic to shrimp until I ate some. So, <laughs> you know. Yes. And, um, and, and so those warnings, if you take drugs just like we know with street drugs they don't work the same on everybody mm-hmm. prescription drugs unless you have adhd or add you're going to get a totally different result with those drugs and so being quick to go to a medication or looking for a quick fix or looking for um uh, you know a magic wand that's not going to happen what's going on what are the symptoms? What could that possibly be? Maybe what was the root of it? But sometimes we don't need to know that. How is it affecting you today? What's going on today? Being in the here and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just patience, understanding, mm-hmm. compassion. One in four. Right. One in four. One in four children. One in four teachers. One in four faculty members. One in four bosses. Mm. Oh, that didn't help. (laughs) (laughs) So for listeners who are looking to gain more knowledge and more education about mental health and mental health conditions outside this podcast, uh, where do you recommend they go? You can go to Craft Journals, Psychology Today. You can go to the National Institute for Mental Health. You can go to... um, Really, um, there are all kinds of assessments out there that are generally free. Mm-hmm. Um, to y- so you can see, I mean, they're not for treatment. But if, you know, you can take um, an online assessment. Okay, not on BuzzFeed. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to say. I mean, I really want to know what pizza I am. But... To, to just kind of get some information, I mean, just Google it. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing? What are you feeling? Um, what, uh, what is different today, last month, last year from what you've been used to doing? And, um, you know, a lot of times we have a lot of tr- hard, we have trouble with hearing the truth. Mm. And we have a lot of times hard time speaking the truth particularly to our friends particularly to our family and yeah they may get mad at you initially but it's because I think we walk around thinking that we're invisible and nobody sees us Mm -hmm. and then when somebody does recognize that oh you you know you haven't smiled in about a month Mm. you know mm, you haven't showered in about (laughs) the same amount of time you know and and so to be able to be compassionate and to speak truth to people and you know if they get mad at you they get mad at you but you've reached out to them and you know make a recommendation make a referral uh, and hopefully they can get the help that they need Mm -hmm. and uh, we can all help each other out are there uh, are there any topics or anything you want to let listeners know that we didn't cover today 
I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw one kind of one topic out. Sure. And that's um, we have seen a real rise lately in the use of illegal, illicit, manufactured mm-hmm. chemicals that okay. we put into our bodies. Not we here today, <laughs> but, the but general just but mm-hmm. as society and not asking any questions. We've spent 19 months wearing masks, being isolated, putting ourselves away, but yet we'll ingest these things into our bodies that we don't know what it's going to do to us. Mm-hmm. And without question, without doubt, ask a question. Where did it come from? What's it going to do? What's the anticipated result of this? Okay. You know? And... Um, just taking better care of ourselves generally after spending so much time preventing, trying to prevent mm-hmm. COVID-19 when right. we knew it was out there. Right, exactly. And then go out and pick something up off the corner or from a friend or from a friend's 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 aunt <laughs> and ingesting it, hoping that it will help us feel better. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got to figure out what made us feel bad in the first place. Right. Balancing that uh, big circle going around you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So so that would be one of the things that I would say um, uh, we have, since we're on a college campus, we have a lot of kids now that are using mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> because yeah. you don't want to, I mean, nobody wants there's a stigma connected to mental health. Yes, there is. And then illicit drugs and psychedelics induce those mental health conditions. So I'm just a little confused myself as a professional. <laughs> okay. And okay. a child of the 70s. Ah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we want to make sure we take care of our biology so our mental health and positive mental health conditions can be okay and positive self-talk and... Self-care. Self-care is important. You may, you may, listeners, you may, uh, you may not get ice cream uh, for your uh, self-care, but you may, like, drink some tea, which is, uh, I have a a different show where I talk about tea, so that might be mine. (laughs) I'm a tea drinker myself. All right. I think we covered a lot of information, and of course, uh, like we talked about, listeners, there's plenty of information out there. Um, and plenty of topics left to learn about, so be sure to check back with us um, for the next episode coming out. If you'd like to know more specifically about this this topic today, mental health, then and something I maybe didn't cover when we were talking, check the description for all the links I um, links that I looked up and, and resources I've got below. And I'll probably also include the the student counseling service as well. If you think we were talking today and you related to a lot of it, so maybe you want to uh, talk to someone, have some of that uh, talking cure, right? Absolutely. I didn't know that we were going to be able to do uh, advertisement. Oh, sure. But I, the student counseling services, we have facility here and in Fort Worth. We're open all summer. Mm-hmm. It's free. You've already yes, paid for exactly. it with your... Um, student health service fees and we've got some wonderful clinicians that can do some amazing things so reach out and um, uh, give us a call make an appointment 
today. For updates on the show, um, again, I'll put those in the description. But for updates on the show, find The Planet 100.7 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's the radio station we're based out of. And I think that's all I have. Until next time, folks, stay out there and take care. Tarleton Radio Network podcast with production from me, Taylor Welch, and me, Carissa Cole. Find more great shows by searching Tarleton Radio Network wherever you get your podcasts.